How have you been? For me, things are changing. I moved to grade 9 earlier this month and everyone tells me that grades 9 and 10 are where I have to put in more than 100% of my effort. I am happy to do that as long as I get my daily dose of Joey, Rachel and Phoebe on friends. As you will know, this is election time in India with the 17th Lok Sabha elections beginning very soon. And my guest on When I Was 13 Today is someone who is tracking these elections very closely. In today's episode, I am in conversation with journalist and podcaster Padma Priya. Padma is a journalism graduate from Asian College of Journalism, Chennai. Padma has worked as editor and as a communications expert with a number of organizations. She currently is the editor and co-founder of Sino India, a multilingual podcast platform for issues that matter. So let's hop on to our time machine and go back to the time when Padma Priya was 13. Padma, thank you for joining me on my podcast when I was 13. I listened to your podcast, Suno India, especially the Every Vote Matters segment. I will have a few questions around the upcoming Lok Sabha elections, but first, let's get into our time machine and go back to the time when you were 13. So let's begin with a quick introduction of yourself in terms of what you do currently and what you like to do when you have some free time to yourself. Hi, so I'm Padma Priya and I'm an independent journalist and I'm also the co-founder and editor of Suno India, which is a podcast platform for issues that matter. So this is essentially what I'm doing most of my time, which is creating audio content, uh, which I feel is relevant for people following the rules of journalism. So this is Mm -hmm. what I do most of my time. Whenever I get some free time, I'm either playing with my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Prakriti, or I'm trying to catch up on my reading. So yeah, Yeah. that's what I do. So any genre that you like to read? No, I actually read pretty much everything from fiction, non-fiction, history, mythical fiction, uh, Harry Potter, everything, yeah. (laughs) That's nice. Okay. So, um, do you remember what year it was when you were 13? It was 1999. Oh, that's far back. <laughs> so, um, which town or city were you in when you were 13? So, I had uh, I just moved back to Hyderabad. Um, the previous year, I was actually living in uh, a small, tiny Caribbean island uh, country called Trinidad and Tobago. Um, okay. I was there for a year and a half. And then I moved back to my home city of Hyderabad again. Nice. So, um, obviously, you changed schools uh, when you transferred back to uh, Hyderabad. So, was it hard for you to leave your friends behind and go join a new school? Um, I mean, it was hard and it was easier in both levels. I really liked yeah. my school in Trinidad. Um, I mean, it wasn't so tough. We had exams and everything, but... It was still very laid back. I was learning quite a few new things. But when I moved back, I actually moved back to my old school. Um, I had studied abroad for a year. Was that um, the education level was not the same as Indian education level. Mm -hmm. So the school asked me to repeat a year, which meant that my classmates... uh, So I was in eighth class when I was in in 1999 when I was 13. Um, Mm -hmm. So my classmates had uh, become my seniors in school. Oh, (laughs) So it was a bit awkward the initial few months. 
but i think i finally you know started making friends in my own class and yeah it was it was a big surf being hard and easy at the same time oh that's nice so uh, now that you're a journalist and a podcaster did you see yourself as a journalist when you were 13 I tell you how it was when I was 13 all I wanted to do was become a doctor I was really mm-hmm. intrigued by you know all things medicine um and it also probably came from the fact that growing up I had a lot of health issues and I really okay. looked up to doctors um and I thought you know I'll become a doctor and help more people out and you know I'm I'm from Hyderabad where you know most of the time is from south of India either you're a doctor or an engineer Yeah. Um so I fell into the doctor bracket and I think mm-hmm. uh, it was around this time that I had started uh, um realizing that I liked writing so and I was you know participating in essay writing competitions and I think in 9th class was when I won my first uh, first prize um in essay writing competition yeah. and that sort of got me intrigued into the whole idea of writing and you know being a journalist so in my head I told myself Okay so I'll become a doctor if I don't become a doctor I'll become a genetic engineer uh oh, that's nice and if I don't become a genetic engineer then my fallback option is a journalist so okay. clearly I didn't become either of the uh, two and I had my fallback option which was a journalist but now you are uh, doing a really amazing podcast so no india so it was not a fallback option yeah no not anymore <laughs> yeah As you mentioned earlier that you uh, love to read do you remember which book that you loved when you were 13 you know when you i've been trying to really remember hard uh, what my favorite book at 13 was um but i was actually not able to recollect which book it was but mm-hmm. i think i think that was a time when i was uh, reading a lot of classics and uh, victorian classics and one of the books that was really my favorite at that time was this classic english novel called heidi and i had finished reading the unabridged version then and i think heidi was one of my favorites and then uh, there was this other book called the 20000 leagues under the sea that was my other favorite because uh, just in terms if i look back now and think about that book that book was so close to reality like it was a lot of science fiction but so many things from that book have actually come true you know whether wow. it's uh, yeah i think it was written like before submarines were even discovered or something So oh, those wow. two books I think yeah were one of were my favorites at that time. As uh, I have known from my parents for TV you would only have one channel which was Doordarshan. So what was your favorite show on that channel? So yeah we had uh, DD and something else called DD Metro. So DD Metro okay. had all the cool shows which would uh, come on in Hindi and uh, I think some English shows. uh but again i was trying really hard to remember and i actually can't remember what my favorite show was one because i don't think i watched a lot of tv growing up i probably have watched more tv in the last decade than i did growing <laughs> uh don't really think i had a favorite show as such uh, okay so um who was the prime minister of india when you were 13 atal bihari vajpayee okay so i'm um, talking about prime ministers We are soon going to elect India's 17th Lok Sabha and a new Prime Minister for the next five years. In one of your episodes on Suno India, you mentioned that urban areas do not vote as much as rural areas. So why do you think this happens, and are we taking our right to vote for granted? Yeah, I do feel like a lot of us do take our right to vote for granted. If you heard the first episode, which is why I started that podcast series, Every yeah. Vote Matters, with 
talking about how the right to vote actually came so if you actually look back india had a very progressive voting system uh, when we gained independence when we became an independent okay. country it gave everybody a right to vote about you know at that time the minimum age was 21 years but i still think it was quite a significant uh, right that it had given so it had no gender barriers no caste yeah. class restrictions which was yeah. the case in a lot of countries um, even till i think like the 60s and the 70s like if you look at the united states of america uh, you know there was there was a huge civil rights movement both by women and by african americans for their right to vote yeah. we actually didn't get we didn't have to fight so hard for our vote you know because we had just gone through such a uh, bloody and turbulent freedom struggle That's that so our forefathers like the ones who wrote the constitution felt every single indian should have a right to vote should have a say in their country and now mm. fast forward all these years in uh, 2019 a lot of us are actually spending more time uh, perhaps critiquing criticizing the governments you know fighting between uh, each other over who yeah. is a greater prime minister you know instead of actually going out there and vote and mm. i think urban urban indians especially have shown consistently a sort of indifference towards when it comes to actually being participatory in in yeah. the formation of government and i think there are multiple reasons to it i think one is perhaps just sheer laziness uh, i really do think it's it is sheer laziness yeah. uh, the other i feel like a lot of uh, i think a lot of middle class feel disillusioned every time the schemes are announced uh, by different political parties they feel all that we do is pay taxes and somebody else is get, gaining out of it but uh what they don't realize is that they are playing a very critical role in the development of the country and yeah. the nation has still severe inequalities which will not be addressed unless those you know at some level those taxes are collected unless every single one of us opines and makes our voice heard hmm. so um and also i feel like among the youth and perhaps is changing now like i feel like this year the youth are a bit more involved but in in urban india you have you know people are just have other things to do um they're not so engaged um, at the ground level because we don't think a lot like growing up where did the water come from where is the electricity coming from we don't fight yeah. for those things as urban indians whereas in rural india you you see the voter turnout especially among the youth is higher because for them these things matter the quality of education matters pani bijli khana matters to them um, you know much more than it does for us and i think it's also coming therefore that place of privilege i feel a lot of us are so privileged that we get blinded by that privilege and don't really um, understand that we need to constantly push the governments to be more accountable and uh, voting is one way of doing it yeah so most of us um, don't yet know why voting matters and hopefully this podcast and your podcast series makes them realize that we take our votes for granted um okay so on suno india podcast you talk about issues that matter so how do you decide which issue you want to focus on for your episode right so currently we have seven shows on our platform um every show has a has a niche audience um so for instance the every vote matters is really targeted for the young voters first time voters and a lot of the podcast shows that we're doing three of them actually are also being done in collaboration with different partners so in terms of deciding which one matters um so i'll give you an example the one in 20000 show is a show on rare diseases 
not many of us know what a rare disease is not many of us even perhaps know uh, people who live with rare diseases um avantika who hosts the show is someone who has a rare disease and is a dear friend but i never looked at her as someone with a rare disease i've always looked at her as a friend and when she came saying that i would really like to do a podcast to highlight about this it sort of struck me that even i as a journalist and as someone who's worked in the public health space there's such mm-hmm. limited information that even i have and i know or i yeah. understand about what rare diseases are and that sort of made me realize that there are these voices out there that are still invisible that are still not being heard and which is why we decided to do this podcast on rare diseases similarly if you look at our first podcast which was called dear pari which is a podcast on adoption now that comes from our own journey of having adopted a daughter but also i realized when we adopted in 2016 that even now uh, there is still a lot of stigma around people who adopt so the initial reaction when we tell people we adopted a daughter is that of sympathy so people feel pity and i don't want anybody to pity me or my family it's a it's a decision uh, that we made to adopt we when we decided to do that it came from a place of trying to sort of have open conversations about adoption talk to people about actually take people into what i call the living rooms of uh, families who were who were adopted make people realize that when you make a joke about you know so one of the common jokes that a lot of us have made including me while growing up um, uh, like my brother i have an elder brother he constantly used mm. to say tujhe to uthaya gaya tha you were adopted you know mm, um, yeah so a lot of us make these jokes and we don't realize that when we do this we are sort of looking down on children who have been adopted they are not second class in any nature you know children are children you don't differentiate yeah. between yeah yeah um, they're all the same they're all the same and i felt like when i started talking to a lot of uh, parents who have uh, adopted children and you know even to a lot of adoptees uh, one common thing that stood out was how they felt that they were being treated differently from biological children and also yeah. how they were uh, made fun of bullied in school and i really wanted to have that conversation going so yeah. in terms of how we choose it's yeah it's it's conversations and topics that you know that are there around us but people don't speak about because of various reasons that's how i that's how we okay. pick and choose our topics so now we're going to go back again to the time you were 13 and i would like to know what your favorite movie was at that time but i think one of my favorite movies and i don't know if it was when i was 13 or not um but stayed with me all through was um, the jurassic park series oh yeah i love that i'm not sure if it came out when i was 13 though i think i was still i was a bit younger <laughs> yeah people are still watching it now yeah. the thing is that uh, when you were 13 reading was like the main thing and tv and movies was like a secondary thing but yeah. now it just change so much uh, like i watch tv and um, movies more than i read and i'm trying to change that but it's not happening because you know as you also mentioned earlier we are gradually becoming lazy so that's <laughs> what's happening okay and um do you remember who your favorite singer was at that time because music has also yeah. changed a lot from when you were 13 to now i am 13 My favorite singer was Shan. Okay. Yeah, still remains Shan, but I think uh, the 1999 onward and 2000 onwards, I think was a very glorious period for Indian music because we had all these amazing private albums coming out. 
that was a time when uh, CDs were the craze. And I remember when my mom, she sort of pulled in all her hard-earned money to get a an Iva CD player. Uh, it had like sweet. yeah, it had this ability to put cassettes and CDs. So it had a CD player on the top and a and a cassette player too. And wow. I would just spend hours. And and then when we bought that home theater, we got some thirty odd uh, CDs free with it. A lot mm-hmm. of it was like Hindi uh, movie songs and a lot of these private albums. Mm-hmm. And I still remember I discovered Jagjit Singh when I was thirteen, and. Uh, I would listen to Jagjit Singh and Pankaj Udas. I have no idea why, and I would actually go into this really sad, somber mood. And my mom would come in, like knocking my door and saying, "Why are you so sad?" And I would be like, "I don't know. The music is making me sad." <laughs> so, you know, I still remember just listening to all these guzzles and, you know, pondering over life at thirteen. Which now, when I look back, is just so hilarious. <laughs> okay, so um. Can you tell us who your idol was when you were thirteen and why? Sachin Tendulkar. I was a huge fan of Sachin Tendulkar. Um, I think he was like my first crush. One of my first crushes was <laughs> Tendulkar. Um, why? Because I mean, I used to watch cricket along with my parents and you know hmm. neighbors and everything. And I just remember, and I was a, I'm a short person. Like growing up, and I've been like I was very short. Like I was the shortest in my class. You know this one time when Sachin came on the field and he had a bat, which was, uh, you know, I remember the commentator saying, uh, despite being so short, he has achieved so much and he can lift a bat that is so heavy. And for me, I was like, whoa, you know, uh, for a short person, Sachin Tendulkar was an idol, um, uh-huh. and also just the way he held himself, like he just was so uh, humble and modest about all his achievements. and uh, so yeah for me sachin tendulkar was my idol and he still remains my my favorite like uh, one of the nicest things that i still tell my husband that he did for me was he made sure that we got tickets for sachin's last test match it was played in bombay and so uh, yeah he spent like 2 3 hours on the on the website making sure we got that ticket those yeah. tickets and we got on a bus um, as soon as we got the ticket and went to bombay and uh, i i bumped work so that i could go watch that match <laughs> and i remember standing in the in the stadium and just shouting sachin sachin and i think i was 13 at that moment i had turned 13 at that moment <laughs> in that stadium because yeah it was a different frenzy of all kind to watch him uh, you know play a live match and also his his last match and i was there when he made that speech uh, to everybody and uh, uh, yeah so oh. sachin is still my favorite And I still yeah. dream to uh, meet him. So the other reason I became a journalist, I'll tell you a back story of why I became a journalist. So um, around ninth, ninth class, tenth class, uh, when my English teacher discovered I was very good in writing, um, hmm. she was sort of convincing me to get into the you know take up like Bachelor of Arts and become a journalist. And I was sort of resisting yeah. it because I wanted to be in the sciences. Yeah. And I remember she told me, you know, this it's a, it's a great way to be- meet your idol, Sachin Tendulkar. and that was actually the time when i really considered journalism as a serious <laughs> profession because i was like if this is going to help me meet sachin tendulkar i think it's worth becoming a journalist yeah. since sachin tendulkar was your idol did you ever play cricket uh, when you were 13 yes i was in the in the girls cricket team of my uh, school oh, that's nice i was okay. great at it but yeah 
it's fine even i've tried out for certain sports like basketball and it's good to at least play a sport it doesn't matter how good you are at it yeah so. absolutely okay so um can you tell us what advice your parents gave you when you were 13 um i think one of the advice that they gave me so i think around 8th class um, i developed a severe phobia of mathematics i had uh, failed in one of the exams in one of the unit okay. tests uh-huh. and uh, my maths teacher basically um, insulted me in front of the entire class um, and so till That's that class sad. yeah and so till that class i was actually a pretty good student um, i was actually scoring any always above 90 uh, you know in math mm-hmm. and but because algebra just defeated me that for me was like a turning point in my life mm-hmm. um i really think it was a turning point because i developed this massive fear of mathematics um and uh, and every time i had a math exam i would just freeze up i rethink really i learned the score of my head which basically meant that i was consistently performing poorly in math and it came yeah. to a point where i just was like i just have to pass in this exam Yeah. and i remember my parents just telling me stop taking so much pressure it's not the end of your life <laughs> if you're not good in math kuch nahi hoga and uh, they basically gave their own examples both my parents were teachers mm-hmm. and um, my mom actually told me then how you know she had double typhoid growing up and she ended up flunking oh. her 10th twice because of that because she couldn't take oh exam and uh, my mom was like it doesn't matter but i've still completed it gone on to have two masters have wow. a beat want to teach so my mom wow. and dad basically gave their own examples to say like one failure just does not define you in any way and i think that has remained with me all my life uh, i haven't gotten over my fear of maths yet but yeah. i think now if i fall down i do pick myself up easily i don't take a failure really hard so yeah i'm i'm okay you know as long as i know that i'm doing giving it my 100% it matters how much hard work you put into it so we have reached to the end of our podcast so the last question is that what advice do you have for me and all the other listeners listening to this show listen i mean the only thing i can tell you arushi is i think you're doing a fabulous job uh, by taking on yeah something that you like at such a young age it it's taken a lot of us many many years to actually figure that out um and it's okay if like 10 years or 5 years or even 2 years down the line you get you're done with this and you want to move on to other things um, thank you so, yeah and i just like the only thing i can tell people is you know just try different things um have an yeah. open mind i really really want and i and i'm very hopeful when i meet young people like you and others um uh, with the kind of open attitudes and open minds that people have towards thank different you. things Yeah like growing up I'll tell you something like growing up I didn't know a lot about um uh, for example homosexuality I didn't know a lot about um you know um, about caste you know caste privilege also protects you from knowing a lot about caste discrimination but I just feel like one of the things that really helped me was meeting new people talking to more people yeah. um, understanding people so just have an open open mind towards people and know that everyone is the same at the end of the day like those barriers yeah. that are being built are actually just in our head at the end of the day all of us have the same body we have the same mind we probably will think differently and it's okay that's what makes us unique so yeah that's the only advice i have for youngsters is be open to different people different kinds of cultures different kinds of food bucket yourself into a category of a person uh-huh. or 
or people you know that's wonderful advice like as you mentioned people still are you know they they don't have open minds and um having open minds will help you know all of us to come together to also solve certain um global issues or other things your advice is really good and i think a lot of it is actually on the parents themselves you know like i am a parent right I, and like that's one thing i i tell myself constantly is that don't pass on your biases to your child you know all of yeah. us have certain kind of biases and we do have a tendency to pass it on to our children and i think that's something consciously as parents we shouldn't do okay so thank you for taking your time to be on my podcast i think this was like my favorite uh, podcast uh, ever to be thank on. you so much thank you so much arushi so that brings us to the end of yet another episode of renaus routine as you know every fortnight i interview people from around us and take them back into the time machine to find out how the world was when they were 13 you can follow this podcast on instagram on the handle when_i_was13 and yes we now have a facebook page as well you can search us on facebook as at the rate when i was 13 Till we meet the next time with another interesting person. This is your teenager host Arushi Gupta signing off.